Windscape Chapter 13 South Youth The bus bumped and jiggled along the single-track road that stretched south, past brackish lochens and sweeping white beaches, across man-made causeways and in and out of passing places. They continued down the backbone of North Youth until they reached the middle island of the Southern Hebrides, Benbecula. Here, the bus picked up a group of schoolchildren and someone who, Jerry presumed, was their teacher. After this brief stop, the bus purred onwards once again, skirting ruined castles and green meadows full of flowers. The sea would disappear for a while and then reappear, as blue as it was back in Hushwish Bay, teeming with birds and laced with foaming waves. The sky was clear now, and as deep a blue as Jenny had ever seen. She imagined it went on forever, out into space and beyond the stars. She closed her eyes and tried to picture her father. She imagined him looking out of some hospital window at the same magical sky, thinking of Lord and her. We're coming, Dad, we're coming, she thought, and we'll keep her a beautiful bay the way it has always been. Jerry MacLeod, said a woman's voice. Pavel, who dozed off, woke up with a start. Jenny screwed up her eyes and stared down the bus. It was the teacher who had just boarded with the schoolchildren. She was fair-skinned with caramel-coloured hair and a lean frame. Her cheekbones were very pronounced, striking, and her eyes were almost as blue as the sea. She had a kind smile. Yes, answered Jenny. Pavel issued a sigh of exasperation and slumped back into his seat. Brilliant. It's been three years, but I was sure it was you, said the woman. Jenny forced a smile and racked her brains. Who is this woman? I knew your mother, Catherine. I was very sad to hear that she... Well, I was very sad, said the woman, a flush of pink finding her cheeks. She nodded at Pavel and then sat down on a seat one row from the back. Lord wagged his tail and Jenny peered at the schoolchildren. They were a bit younger than her. Perhaps eight or nine. The women followed Jenny's gaze. Ah, oh, they'll behave themselves for the moment. Um, I don't remember you, began Jenny. Ah, maybe not, she gave Jenny a sympathetic smile. Before I became a teacher, I worked in the doctor's surgery in Stornoway. Jenny didn't ask which one. Her mother had visited quite a few doctor's surgeries in Stornoway before she eventually believed what they all told her. Where are you off to? asked the woman. Pavel patted Jenny on the arm as if to say, be quiet now, I'll take over from here. But Jenny thought that the woman had kind eyes and blurted out, Glasgow. Pavel cleared his throat and added, to Oban first though. Jenny didn't think this was any better than what she said. And you? She stared over the lady's shoulder at the children, further down the bus. Oh, we're off at the next stop. It's a Saturday club. We're going to visit a stone circle. It's been nice to see you, Jenny. Tell your father I was asking for him. The woman edged off her seat and patted Lord on the head before returning to her group of kids. The bus slowed. The woman with the caramel-coloured hair ushered the children off the bus and whispered something to the driver before turning to wave up at them one last time. She's told him it's us. Hissed Pavel, caught like rats in a trap. 
Nice one, Jenny. Don't be an umpty. She knew me, said Jenny, and she knew my mum. She only thought she knew you. She wasn't sure, said Pavel. He strained to see what the bus driver was doing now. Jenny felt the anger inside her build. If you stick your neck out like a giraffe, he's bound to get suspicious. I just want to see if he's got a mobile, said Pavel. Ugh, if we're caught, we're caught, snapped Jenny. I'm getting tired of lying, and... Pavel found her hand and looked into her eyes. I thought you wanted to find your father. I thought that you wanted to save your farm, your beautiful bay. I do, said Jenny in an urgent whisper. But I don't know if I can keep running and hiding and... You're doing fine, relented Pavel. I'm sorry. The bus slowed once more as they passed a sign that said Loch Boysdale. Pavel found the end of Lord's Lead. The ferry's in the harbour. Look. Jenny picked up her green duffel bag. I'll take the bag, said Pavel. You take Lord. But how are we going to get on board? We've no money, said Jenny. They shuffled down between the seats until they reached the bus driver. Good luck, he said. Jenny smiled and said goodbye. The driver seemed different now. More sympathetic and less cheeky. Pavel stepped off the bus and walked towards a row of houses. Jenny waited until Lord skidded off the bus and followed. Where are you going, Pavel? The ferry was in the opposite direction. Pavel ducked up her dark clothes next to a row of black plastic trolley bins. She followed. We can see the ferry traffic from here, he said. And I think we have three options. Which are, pressed Jenny, feeling hungry and fed up again. In a calm voice, Pavel began. There's a pickup with a horse box, a lorry with a load of sheep in it, and Wendy's BMW. I say we go straight to Wendy and tell him I've lost my purse. I say we don't, said Pavel, not once taking his eyes off the row of traffic. That would just make him suspicious. He is not the enemy, Pavel said Jenny. Hmm, Pavel mused. I say, we sneak on to the lorry with the sheep. Now that's stupid. Lord would drive them crazy and we get covered in... Well, interrupted Pavel, there is always option number four. Which is, sighed Jenny, that lorry right there. Jenny saw a big lorry with a green canvas cover. She could see that the cover was loose at one corner. The car directly behind it was empty and the driver of the lorry was busy tapping his steering wheel to some unknown beat. Come on then, said Pavel. He grabbed her arm and hauled her towards the lorry. Before Jenny could get angry with him, Pavel had reached the green cover and flicked it open. He leapt up onto the lorry and then reached round to grab hold of Jenny's hand. Lord bounded up beside Pavel as Jenny scrambled onto the trailer. Pavel flicked the cover back down and everything went dark. As Jenny's eyes became accustomed to the dim green light, she soon saw that they were standing at the edge of a tangle of wooden trusses and frames. I reckon it's a kit house, said Pavel. Like the Murdochs, said Jenny. Yeah, said Pavel. Let's move into the middle in case anyone checks in here. Jenny heard the lorry's engine roar as it moved. She gripped onto a spar of wood 
and pulled herself along until she had reached Pavel. She braced as the lorry pitched forward and then began to climb. We must be going inside the ferry, she whispered. And for free, said Pavel. Let's wait another ten minutes and then we'll slip out of here and up onto the deck. We don't want to be stuck in the here the whole trip. It's more than five hours long, according to my timetable. Jenny closed her eyes and patted Lord. I don't know if it's because I can't see anything, but I'm beginning to feel a bit sick. Brilliant, said Pavel. I don't like confined spaces, said Jenny. Pavel looked at his watch. Let's go now then. They made their way back through the wooden spars until they reached the point where they'd entered the wagon. Jenny tugged at the canvas cover. It's stuck. Let me try, said Pavel. He pulled and heaved for a few seconds, but it didn't budge. Great. The drivers probably secured it. I don't feel good, Pavel, whimpered Jenny. Keep calm. Patience is a virtue. Don't even start with those stupid sayings or I'll kick you. Pavel slipped his hand into his jacket. What's that? asked Jenny. But she could see it was a knife. It's a lamb's foot knife. Razor sharp, though. Pavel pierced the canvas and cut a diagonal slice in the fabric. He cut another slash to form a cross and then pushed the material outward. A triangular hole appeared. Jenny could see the side of a shiny blue Land Rover. She peeked out. There's nobody about. Jump down now, urged Pavel. There was a deep blast of a foghorn. Jenny edged down onto the metal deck and began wandering through the parked cars. She looked back for Pavel and saw him pulling a lace from his shoe. He pierced two neat holes in the canvas and stitched the lace through, pulling it tight until the gap in the material disappeared. There, he said triumphantly. Jenny shook her head. You've done that before, haven't you? Pavel gave her a knowing smile. Jenny saw a metal door swing shut a few yards ahead of them. We're too late, said Pavel. Well, if you hadn't been busy knitting, we could have made it. It's always good to cover your tracks. We might have to go off the ferry the same way we came on. You there! Jenny turned. A tall man was walking towards them.